being a website is the number one thing. It's your brand. It's your calling card. And it's 2019. And you don't have a website. Like that means I'm you, fucking up. <laughs> you, you're, you're hoping that Instagram stays around forever. You're hoping YouTube stays around forever. You cannot insure those things. But with your own website, you could insure it 100%. Okay. Um, you know, have your backups on things, but then use that as your central hub. You have Instagram over here, Twitter over here, YouTube, but this microphone right here, this is home to the lavish journey. Like summer is honestly one month long. Yeah, I, I do landscaping during the day, marketing during the night, so I fully anticipate getting wet for like it was like three months straight i had almost had web feet i think it was awful <laughs> dang so you, you do how long have you been doing landscaping for uh about 10 years uh i started uh 20 21 right uh worked for a buddy for doing a day of bush trimming made like 100 bucks went to go pick up my money later in the day saw an invoice for the same place we were at mm -hmm. and uh i think it was like 1200 bucks or something and all he did was sit in his audi and drink coffee right. and i was like wait a minute i'm on the wrong end of this so right. I, I bought a truck bought each year kind of bought different equipment and just pretty much through youtube and just trial and error just kept myself in business all through my 20s do, doing landscaping that's dope that's dope yeah it keeps you in shape i ran th three three marathons without training just because i cut grass for 10 hours a day and Hall mulch and just was just said I could do it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to run a marathon mentally. But I got to do it one day. I actually got to go for that. Uh, it's it's an experience. You mm -hmm. should try it. Yeah, I should. Um, it you should train. You shouldn't not train. That was pretty dumb. But you got you got to kind of just work with it. Um, I've I've finished mine in around six hours, which is so slow. But right. like I wasn't like a trained runner. And right, every day right. I would go work landscaping labor the next day afterwards. So like. I knew a guy, he was running them in like four hours, ran mm -hmm. the same marathon, and he said, ha ha, I beat you by two hours. Yeah. He was laid up for two months afterwards. He tore up something in the back of his leg, and I was cutting grass every day. I'm like, who really Ooh. won? I, I <laughs> you, and you did, bro. Absolutely. More in shape. I respect that, man. Let's get started, though. Ladies and boys and girls, welcome back to Lavish Journey Podcast. It's your host, Jay Gaines, and here today, got a special guest in here today. We got my brother, Colin, from Colin's Conversations. What's going on, everybody? Thanks hey. for tuning in. Yes, sir. How you feeling today? Well, I already asked you that before, but how you feeling? I'm just feeling just as good as I was <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> That's good. Glad to know that, man. So give everybody pretty much like the whole biography about you, what you do and everything and, you know, the story. Um, so right now, uh, Collins Conversations is my podcast. That's uh, kind of a branch of the Colin Can Help brand that I'm trying to put together. Um, which is content marketing, websites, uh, just about anything digital marketing. Um, kind of got into that from doing landscaping for 10 plus years and nobody really knows how to work. So um, instead of constantly trying to find laborers and constantly fixing machines and everything like that, kind of taking all the skills that I taught myself as a self-employed entrepreneur and giving those to small businesses and medium-sized businesses, eventually corporate businesses, I presume, but um, kind of just working with artists and musicians and everybody that has a craft that they're doing something uh, with a skill and helping promote that through everything that I've learned so that's about where I'm at that's dope man each one teach one and back to like your other brand you say you're starting so that's going to more so help people show people how to market things or a brand it's pretty much like a uh, at the moment it's like a marketing consultant marketing not agency because it's just me right, um right. but I, I value having one person opposed to a big thing because everything's under one roof mm -hmm. um 
everything from doing your design to your website to print materials it's all me you're talking to me so nothing's getting lost in translation right right um and it's things that i've tried through my own thing that i know that work for labor businesses for creative businesses mm-hmm. um so yeah it's pretty much a brand slash consulting agencies, I guess the easiest way to put a mark on it. That's dope, man. So you pretty much started a business and you learn how to market from that. And now you're content creating teaching pretty much, you know, teaching the strategies through you on YouTube and Instagram, everything. Right. Yeah. yeah um, that's, that's dope. YouTube, I'm not teaching as much because my YouTube numbers are awful. Everybody that's watching this, watch YouTube as much as you watch Instagram. For real. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of trial and errored a lot of different techniques. So, I mean, I mean, a lot of brands are kind of uniform. Mm -hmm. You see the same type, the same font. I mean, you do a great job. You have the same background and everything, like all your stuff. Mine's all over the place Mm because it's one of those, I'm trying to show that I could hit different. You want contemporary, you want luxury, you want all these things, throw all those different things. Mm -hmm. And then with podcasting, it's fantastic because every week I meet a different person. Right, right. And that gives me a different mind to get into for a week when I'm creating stuff or I'll, I'll record an interview go through it, chop it up into segments. And, you know, like I might have thought I was going to get a good thing about how they came up with a rap line, but you end up with a better motivational speech out of it. You're like, oh, I had no idea we were going down this angle, but let's chop this out and see what we can make of it and put it out there and see how people like it. That's true. That's the best thing I like about, you know, definitely podcasting and just meeting different people, man. Right. Each podcast or each interview is always different. And that's the best thing about it, honestly. I I kind of on mine, I have... I call it like a loose framework. Like it's yeah. not planned, but it's not not researched. Yeah. yeah. Um, like kind of like you said, like I, I start everyone the same with, you know, I, I let them introduce themselves, kind of mm-hmm. give their one to their background, just kind of like you did just and then kind of unpack that from there. Yeah. Um, and just like you said, whether it's a musician or I had a Reiki master, I had a, a divorce specialist. I mean, I'm going all over the board. Right. So right. That, that bag that they open up when that beginning intro, you're like, oh. This is going to be a good one. Yep. You, you kind of know from the yep. gate. You're like, all right, so there's at least six things I could talk about opposed to like, oh, so you d- play with sand turtles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, so how do you deal with that, man? Because I, I go do that sometimes too. You know, sometimes the con- the beginning can be a little awkward, just, you know, off a little bit. So how do you go about that? You just pretty much bring the energy there or? Um, no. <laughs> um, I, I kind of learned. I started off doing a lot of um, like through my computer Skyping type things. Um, oh, okay. okay. I, I had the opportunity to do the first ever English interview with DJ Undo. Uh, he's an international DJ, competed oh, in the uh, Red Bull tournaments right, right, at right. the international level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he was all the way in Budapest. And I was in Richmond Heights or Euclid at the time. So it's right. one of those, like, those were a lot harder. I did one with a guy in Tokyo. And mm-hmm. those those over-the-computer ones were way too difficult. Right. Then I did a couple. Um, Ken Archie, we met in poor Cleveland. Then I did the uh, owner of poor Cleveland in poor Cleveland. So going to coffee shops and trying different things like that. Like you said, it kind of made it a hard first couple minutes to get into it mm-hmm. and then i started doing more of them at my house or at uh like a musician studio or things right, like that right, places right. where they're comfortable or if they come to my house um you know get a pizza or make some wings we had right. uh, wings with nuke franklin the other night oh you you ever cooking shot to nuke franklin you ever cooking wings do it man that sound good uh, Shit. it's one of those <laughs> It sounds good and it is good, yeah. and that was kind of Nuke and I had a back and forth telling him that he needed an air fryer. He, you know, he likes going right, out to right. get wings. I was like, dude, you just need to go get an air fryer. Yep, yep. Grown, that's when you know you're older and you start recommending air like appliances to your friends when they come over. To try one. Yeah, you got to get one. But yeah, just kind of having that icebreaker of here's some food. Let's kind of just have a quick conversation or let's have a drink before we get rolling. Kind right. of just 
get to know each other but not unpack everything right, right i think is the key to just to kind of make everybody comfortable and kind of just like i mean we got two cameras two big ass lights in your face headphones mm-hmm. like this isn't your natural environment exactly. so it's kind of you just have to find a way to just hey whatever you whatever i could get you to make you comfortable when you when you are comfy mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get rolling i think that's the key i agree i agree man it's all about that first impression that getting that energy going because you're right though because me personally I'm used to this all the time, but when people come down here, they're like, oh, shit, these big-ass lights on you, like you said, cameras. It's not your everyday environment, you know? Right. But it's good to bring that energy. So how do you go about with networking and, you know, getting people on your show? Uh, networking, almost, um, shout-out to Scuff Mixon. Uh, do you know Scuff Mixon? No, no, who's that? Uh, you got to pay attention to his music. He's making phenomenal stuff right now. Um, he does want to already be on the show. He knows about the show. Uh, he okay. hit me up on the way here, actually. He saw one of my Instagram things. Yeah. He's like, oh, dude, I want to be on that show. So get him on the show. He's great. Okay, he's, for sure. He's on two of our episodes. Yep. Um, but Scuff has been a fantastic... Um, he's in the middle of the... <clears throat> excuse me. Middle of the music community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met Scuff through my wife. Uh, worked with him. And uh, he he uh, got us uh, the Adi Ray interview I did, the uh, Dirty Backpack interview. Um, a lot of different people that have been on the show have been coming from his branches. Oh, okay. um, but other than through him, um, a lot of people, uh, Nuke Franklin is also how I met, met him, um, those connections. Uh, but Instagram, man. Instagram is a phenomenal tool. Um, the show is built up. Uh, I don't know. I think sixteen hundred followers, I think, in mm. in the last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is solid. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of people, are, you know, are looking for those ten thousand, hundred thousand, millions. Like, dude, I got sixteen hundred in in a year. Like, that yeah. means I'm doing something right. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. but a lot of people, um, will just send me a DM and say, hey, I like the content. Kind of just how this could happen. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I noticed your stuff. Right. You know, I, I either want to be on the show or want you to be on my show, and um, kind of just letting content do con- what it does and. Yeah. Um, just being open to whatever door tries to be open, I think, is the right, other right. big key. Not not shutting anybody out because you're like, oh, uh, I don't like country music or I don't like divorce or I don't want right. to talk about financial things. Like anything that I don't know, huh? I'm that much more apt to be like, oh, well, yeah, let's have an episode. Let's have a sit down for an hour and say, hey, what can we do? What you know, what can, what content can we make? Right. Um, but Instagram's big. LinkedIn lately, I've been using trying to get more of like the business professionals, trying to do more with bankers and trying to get more um, educational content to kind of work with likewise, and try to likewise. figure out how to make educational stuff fun for the Instagram attention span mm-hmm. um, is kind of one of my new things that I'm working on. Uh, but yeah, those social media platforms and uh, I mean, I have a website for it, uh, podcast.colincanhelp.com or there's a lot of articles about it on colincanhelp.com. Right. Um, but again, I mean, I'm kind of just using all the marketing techniques that I know myself to employ and putting that towards the podcast brand. Um, I think is how I'm getting the guests. That's dope, man. And you know, that's how that's how I saw yours because I, I was following you. That I kept on seeing you post like every day, a few times a day, and that consistency and, means a lot. Ten o'clock and two o'clock every single day on Instagram. Yep. And I was like, you know, this guy's been posting a lot. You know, I like the consistency because I'm the same way. I try to post every day. And I was like, you know what? I started watching your videos because you start posting every day. And it, I saw your content was dope. I was like, I got to hit him up. I got to get him on the show, y'all. I appreciate that, man. It's, it's uh, Being a content creator is kind of like being on Gilligan's Island. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you have people there. You have that core group that's always watching your stuff. But then when you get somebody like yourself or anybody that you don't know personally or don't have a one-two connection with that says, hey, I really like your stuff, that's when you know you're doing good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not just like, you know, your wife or your mom saying, oh, I liked your show. You know, like, <laughs> good show. It, like it's hard enough to get them to watch the show. You know, no, like, seriously. So to have anybody take the time, I mean, my long ones are an hour and a half. Um, I mean, I put out a lot of two, three-minute clips, one-minute clips, but... Yeah, when anybody listens to your stuff, it kind of is that fuel to keep going to say, hey, all right, I got people making this type of stuff. I like making this type of content. How how can I get more people to like this? Or what am I? What should I be making? Because people right. aren't watching this. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so that part's sweet. I agree with that, man. You know, like you said earlier, it's kind of hard to get people to watch the long content, man. Like and I and <clears throat> I guess that's where I'm an abnormality, man. Mm-hmm. Like all day I listen to Joe Rogan. That's a three hour episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Rogan, I always say, is the white man's Oprah. Yeah. Um, the Facts. like it, the definition of manly is Joe Rogan, and that's kind of uh, we mentioned Gary Vee before he started rolling, but Joe Rogan is another one that I personally kind of. I mean, he's not a content creator. He per se, even though he makes content that millions of people watch every mm-hmm. day, but he's you know not in the the modern sense of content creator. But yeah, Joe Rogan is. I, I think is the best show that you could listen to on, on any podcast. Yeah. That's a three hour episode. I listen to it every day, and I'm mad when there's not a new one the next day. Joe Rogan is great, man. I ain't gonna listen. To, I ain't gonna say I listen to every single one of them, but I do listen to him for like the whole three hours. Yeah, and you're locked into it. The conversation just—I don't know—it flows so smoothly the whole time, and they—I don't know—it always gets my attention though, and that amazes me that I'm able to sit there for three hours and listen to it or watch it. Have you caught any of the uh, the early Joe Rogan stuff, like? when it first began have you ever gone that far back in the archive just to check it out you about to say you know what? i'm that youtuber that does that i went back to check out his first like few of them and then he was just at his crib i think on the couch or something yeah did they had like a, a mac computer one of the really old ones with like dial-up internet right, on right. uh like uh i forget the name of the service anymore but aol you know something <laughs> yeah, something of like that, that nature right, but right. it was like they had no idea they were just kind of streaming stuff of just them being idiots and then it kind of progressed to him kind of following and just whatever he was interested in having the path and because he had celebrity he had, was able to get access to more people but i think anybody that's podcasting yeah. should really listen to a couple of the joe rogan episodes now watch a couple of the videos of the joe rogan now and then go all the way back to mm-hmm. the initial ones with it like him and brian redband where it's just like a complete clusterfuck that, you know, like your setup here is 10 times better than the setup that they had there. The mm-hmm. compu- the phones that we have set up here recording this are 10,000 times better than the right. computer they were running it with. Exactly. So like you might think your show is at down here because his is way up here. But mm-hmm. I mean, he started right here 10 years ago and right. he, he's just consistent. He did the same thing, kind of fleshed out how to do his interviews. Um, and look where he is now. He didn't give up. You did it, man. And that's inspirational to me. Because when I look back at that, I was like, damn. Like you said, I was like, his setup was kind of, you know, just not worse than mine. But, you know, just more plain and simple than mm-hmm. mine, honestly. Absolutely. And it shows you that, you know, consistency and passion is what really matters when it comes to whatever you do out there. You know, content creation and anything. And Dang. I never thought about that, though. Shout out to Joe Rogan, man. Yeah, man. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Yeah, we, we both should be on your show. Hey, you know? hit us up. Well, one day, I guess I'm going to do cool enough shit to be like, get that call where they're like, hey, they want you on the Joe Rogan show. You're like, oh, man. Is that is that a goal? Absolutely. I mean, you can't. Oh. It's, it's just like, you know, if you're growing up and you're playing basketball in the driveway, you want to play against Jordan or yeah. LeBron or whatever. So, I mean, if you're trying to be the content guy, like, why wouldn't you want to be on a show with Gary Vee or Joe Rogan or any of those big names? Yeah. My, my, uh, my number one is Gary Vee. 
then Joe Rogan after that. Well, that's them two main content creators I really watch. Anybody else you watch? Um, I spend so much time making my own stuff, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I watch Netflix at night with the wife because I'm not allowed to do content creation all day, every day. Um, but no, I mean, I watch, I listen to Joe. I don't watch Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch much because I'm always on the move. Yep, um, yep. But that's why it's, to me, like, it's important to have the audio version as well as video version for everything. Yep. Um, kind of the Gary V principle of start with your, you know, your core content, strip the audio, take the video, throw some text, throw yeah. some graphics, yeah. and kind of just make it available for every platform. Um, kind of like Instagram. Like the, the way we were talking, my Instagram views are here. Mm-hmm. This is here. That is here. That's here. You're like, some people are discouraged that their Instagram views are here. But if you put the same views and listens together for all the content, you're like, oh, that's about what it should be. Exactly. Exactly. We always look for that big bang of this one thing. But right. Sometimes we got to look around and space it out pretty much. Space out our seeds. Because it feels like, yeah, you see it. My main probably views, obviously, is, from, is on Instagram, and then YouTube, and then Facebook, and then, you know, it goes on. When you put them all together, you start to realize, like, okay, all these view, views combined together is pretty good. Right. You know, it's pretty good. It just takes time. It takes time. Absolutely. What's your favorite part? Do you like doing the video? Do you like the audio? What's your favorite, as, as the creator? Wow. You know, I think video, because that's what really made my uh, brand hit, was the video. I like video. I like the audio too because I listen to my podcast now. I've actually never did that in the past, but um, video definitely video. Something about it. It makes a big difference going back. I, I used to not listen to my stuff. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would listen to it like when I was like editing and everything, but like very rarely like in full. I'd be like, oh, I put clips together and everything. Yeah, like it yeah. should work. But like I, the uh, Mike Miles one I did last week. I was listening to in my headphones at work the one day and mm-hmm. like. The first 30 minutes, I was like, man, we got a good recording. I guess I figured out where to set everything at right and do all this right. 31 minute comes in and it's like, ha, because like the one camera died and I had to switch to the other and the other wasn't at all level. And I was like, I in, in my headphones, I thought, you know, in clips it worked. And no, I got to go back and remaster that one because it's a great interview. Check it out. Mike Miles. Uh, do you know Mike Miles? No, who's Mike Miles? Uh, another rapper. Got to check him out. Um sure. I'm big on plugging anybody that's been on my show. Anybody that's been on my show does quality work. Uh, the type of work that they do is all the way off, you know, ends of the spectrums. But that's a big thing for me picking guests. Yeah. Um, is um, a lot of times I'll have people send me links of where, where they're at online, and it's amazing how many people. I don't know if you get this. Mm. Will send you a message they want to be on the show, and then you're like, all right, send me a couple of links. Let me check you out. Right, you right, know, get familiar right. with your stuff, and then it goes dead. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Just moment of silence, just looking around. You're like, oh, I guess they didn't really want to be on the show. They couldn't send me a Twitter or a website. or um, It's interesting, too, as a content creator, how many people don't have a website to support their own thing. Uh, damn, you call me out. <laughs> damn. Um, go, go ahead, though. But why, here, why, why don't you have a website for this? Somebody just asked me this in D.C. two days ago. You know what? I'm not sure. I think now just, my brand is finally like, whoa, I can see as a brand. I think now it's time to do it. But why uh, don't I just... They didn't invest the time into it, honestly. Yeah, a lot of people look at websites and the, or they go to like Wix. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Wix. So where should, where should I go to create a website then, bro? ColinCanHelp.com, obviously. <laughs> oh, so you help do that too? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's part of digital marketing. Okay, um, I got you. But um, how I build all of my stuff is I recommend everybody self-host. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go with the free things because you're, you're losing so much by going with the free platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get the SEO capability. You're not going to be able to monetize it the way that you should be able to monetize it. Oh. Um, but you don't pay anything. Same with when right. people bitch about Instagram algorithms. You don't pay anything for it. They, I, I'm in groups. They're complaining about Anchor. 
things not working for podcasting. You mm-hmm. don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. But when you pay for things, things work. Mm. Um, you have more adaptability. You could change things. And with that, within self-hosting, I recommend WordPress. Um, it's one of the main things out there for building websites. And what's nice about working with WordPress is I have the ability to go in the back end, code it up, make it look like what you want. A lot of times there's plugins that you could use that save a ton of time and money for everybody. Right. And then what I like is not making the websites, but kind of having those consultations with people. So say you and me are going to work together on a website. You give me the idea of what you want it to look like. I build it to as close to the vision as we can. And then from there, we're transitioning what I know to what you know, because you're the content creator also. You're going to want to do all your posting and right, kind of know right. how to change things around. And WordPress, you can get really intricate, or you could kind of drag and drop in a lot of different yeah, situations. Yeah, yeah. You know, Or once I teach you, log in here go here so you could post here you know how to do everything and then i transfer everything over to you mm. uh, opposed to uh, trying to do everything yourself you don't know you're, you spend hours and hours trying to figure the shit out and then you're like i gotta start over anyways you know uh, work with yeah. even if it's not me work with a professional that's willing to teach you and transition you into doing it yourself because you either have to have the money to pay somebody to do it full time and then you're losing control. Yeah, and being a website is the number one thing. It's your brand. It's your calling card. And it's 2019 and you don't have a website. Like that means I'm you, fucking up. <laughs> you, you're, you're hoping that Instagram stays around forever. You're hoping YouTube stays around forever. You cannot insure those things. But with your own website, you could insure it 100%. Okay. Um, you know, have your backups on things, but then use that as your central hub. You have Instagram over here, Twitter over here, YouTube. But this microphone right here, this is home to the lavish journey. Yeah. Wherever, any type of content you want, that's the hub for it. You don't have to go check Instagram because it's all here live at the same time. And mm-hmm. you don't have to go over here for the podcast because it's right here. You stream it through here. Right. You don't have to go find it in written word because it's on my blog right here. Like it's the one-stop shop and it's hmm. like 20, 25 bucks a month from hosting and having somebody work with you. Oh, really? Why, why people don't fuck around like that? I didn't know it was that much in my seat. Well, you know, my first met website I made was was this something else. But I got Wix, and it costs like $150 every, like, few months type shit. That, that's not that's not where it's at. Yeah, um, okay. host Hosting, you're looking 10 to $15 a month. Wow. Okay. Um, 20 if you want to go Mac Daddy Supreme. Now, what's that? Now, what do you mean by hosting? Can you break that down for Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Uh, so... A lot of people, they just type in a web address and it goes to a website and that's all they know. Right. That's fair Um, because people like you and I need people to go to websites. So that's cool. But how a website works is you just think of it as a computer. Mm -hmm. You need to have something to store. The the pictures, the, the, the templates, all the different things that you want to show up, they need to be stored somewhere. So hosting is essentially your personal cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that cloud, you put all the framework, you put all the content, and then you need what's also called a domain, which would be the name, like yeah, the lavishjourney.com yeah. yeah. or something of that nature. So you right. need to purchase a domain. You have to renew those annually, um, anywhere from $10 to $1,000 if you're trying to get like a, a more well-known na- name mm-hmm. or if people know that they you know that if they know the lavish journey maybe they bought it already and they're going to try to sell it to you right um but you need a domain and you need a hosting and then you just need a way to put it all together mm-hmm. so you have your hardware your software and then it all works as a website does that make sense it makes a lot of sense man wow i never thought about that actually i think my domain is not available 
My, I don't know. The Lavish Journey was never available, I think. So then you kind of have to find a different variation. Or nowadays they have a lot of different ends. You know, it used to be just .com. And then it was .org and .gov. Now they have like .info, .cav, so .dot .everything. <laughs> yeah. if, if you could think of it, I think it's 130 or more .dots. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, I think about putting a hyphen between the and hyphen, but I don't. That might throw off people. You think? Uh, you kind of just want something short, sweet, yeah. easy to remember. Um, like mine, ColinCanHelp.com. Yeah. Quick, easy. It's okay. It's not like Colin dash can dash help. Like, oh shit, I don't even care anymore. I'm just gonna go to Google and find somebody else. Okay. Um, so just keeping it short, keeping it easy to remember, and uh, host it yourself are the the big things with websites. Right. Um. But I've got a new one. Uh, the guy we were talking about, Scuff Mixon, he's got some projects coming out. We just did a website for him that's going to launch pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love – I mean, I, I started, like I said, kind of making all my own things. I've made websites since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but to make it for somebody else, being able to get into somebody else's head, like I'm in a musician's head now. Like So I'm thinking reverse engineering how everything should go. Like if I wanted to check out a musician m- – I've worked with magicians too. Mm-hmm. Musician, uh, you know, how would I, what would I want to see? Oh, I'd want their music. I want some photos. I want lyrics. You know, it's kind of just thinking what would the fan want or what would the consumer want and just diving in that for a week or two weeks or months. Um, that's why more people should be doing learning skills to content market because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of skills. Like you, you can, like you said, Wix, easy, yeah. drag, drop, but yeah. how much customization do you get with that? That's Where teaching yourself more HTML or different coding or even just learning how to work with different templates, it's a skill working with Photoshop. I mean, you got GarageBand over your work and you've got yeah. video editing software. Like you've, you've taken the time, you've invested in yourself because you know it's something that you want to do. It can be profitable or yeah. at bare minimum, you meet cool people every week. Exactly. So exactly. like teach yourself skills to, to make stuff. Why people don't use the internet just to watch Netflix. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. I've taught it's myself so every more. business I've been a part of. I've learned majority of it off the internet and not being afraid to try it out. And why people don't do that, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I believe in just trying shit out, man. And I, I, that's what I'm big on. I just throw shit out there, try it. If it doesn't work, we either redo it or we do something else. As simple as that, honestly. And that's part of the journey for real, bro. How did the uh, conversations happen? Was that just an idea? You're like, I should just record in my car. How, how did that come Man, to light? I was out of Toledo. I was just sitting at home. I was like, I need something new for my, my brand because, you know, I was doing podcasts. I wanted to do something this whoa. And I said, like, you know what? I should start just talking in the car. My friend's like, what you mean? I said, you know, because the best conversations always happen in the car. So I should start this show called Conversations. And then that's when i started i like it yeah I, I went online found some good questions to ask and um i got started in february and everybody likes that you know what knowing that show is like really like short on like 10 minutes long people love that show i mean we touched on that earlier people like yeah. those shorter segments that it's not the 30 minute sitcom it's right. not the hour long for everybody but yeah. anybody will invest two or three minutes five ten minutes you know, if, if it's right. something good. And like you said, right. I, I didn't think about that part, how the, the good conversations come mm-hmm. in a car. Or, you know, think yeah. of yeah. uh Like I was kind of, when I started, it's, my podcast started as the Colin Can Help podcast. And mm-hmm. kind of like I was saying with domains, there's too many fucking words, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I trying to, on a couple of episodes where like towards the end, I was trying to get people to, to do like a quick promo. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can you just say, I was just on the Colin Can Help podcast. And like, I was just on the Colin Can shit yeah 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 <laughs> you know so, so then yeah. like i was like all right so like colin can help that was the brand and i was trying to seg- segue that and i was like kind of just using the like conversations trying yeah. to put cool things yep. together and i was like 
all I'm doing is talking to people. Collins conversations. You get to look in on my conversations. Yep. And a- after that, it was like Collins conversations. Colin can help a podcast. You're like, oh, it's better together. It looks better visually. Yep. And then you kind of not being not so like, oh, it's got to work right the first time. Like right. being like realizing, oh, this didn't work or that light was just blinding that guy. Maybe I should angle it a different way right. or whatever. Right. Like just evolving that's the key and like people a lot of people are too afraid to make content because they don't know how to do the production yeah who gives a shit just just throw shit out that's why i did my first ever content piece was a a vlog uh, of uh, me and my girl going to costa rica and i didn't know shit about editing i didn't know anything i just got adobe was adobe premiere pro and just started editing you know what i mean and it came out a beautiful masterpiece you know and ever since then i was like hmm you know, shit's pretty fun. And by me just simply trying to do that, you know, not judging myself as, oh, this might be terrible. Oh, the, the people may not, may not like it. I did it anyway. And it led us here. Absolutely. And then, like you said, it's all about just learning shit and throwing it out there, you know, and seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it is a Gary Vee thing where I heard it first, but it's one of those, like, mm-hmm. if you're not a videographer, you're not a photographer, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, a spokesman for anything. Like, mm-hmm. just... People value the journey until you get to be whatever it is you're trying to be. Yeah. And, you know, as, as content gets more and more, like people are always yelling at their kids to get off the screens. Mm-hmm. Clearly screens are here and whatever you have on the screen, you're getting people's attention. So if from 10 years ago from now you find my podcast, your podcast, and you're like, oh, this is interesting. You could do what we did with the Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. go all the way back or whoever it is that you went back in their catalog to really see what it was like when they started. And they're like, oh. That's how the lavish journey. It really was a journey. It started off with yeah. a backdrop, and now they have a full warehouse. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Look forward to that studio and warehouse. Absolutely. I like how you said warehouse, though. That made it sound massive. It is going to be massive. It, sure, you have man. to just think it into existence. If you think massive and just reverse engineer how to get massive, that's called marketing. Yeah. You know. I I can't agree more, man. You're <laughs> dropping the gems, man. So you know I gotta ask you these goofy questions, right? I I I I'm ready for like itchy and sticky, and I think there's a couple <laughs> other ones that stick all the time. But yeah, let's get them in. Okay, for sure. Will you rather be a sloth or a turtle? <sighs> I remember this one from a couple episodes too. Um, who, somebody was talking shit on sloths, and I'm gonna go sloth because a lot of women like sloths. Uh-huh. Um. Like they're so slow that they could get eaten by shit, but they just blend in. They like they blend in so well. They get like algae and stuff that grows on them to make them match the tree that they don't move from. Mm-hmm. Like so, if you could just hang out and not have to really give a shit about predators and just grab some food and just right. take your time, man. Like yeah, sloth all day. Cause a lot of people blow down sloths. Like women love sloths and follow what the ladies like. Okay. Sure. I mean, that's solid advice since you were like kindergarten to grown man. So, like, right. follow the sloth. Follow the sloth. Unless ladies start following tortoises or turtles or whatever the other option was, then I guess you maybe switch it, but stick sloth. Team sloth. For sure. You like to probably the only first or second person to say that. Everybody usually turtle. I'm like, what's wrong with the sloth? Sloths are chilling, man. But, like, sloth is at least exotic. Like, everybody's seen a fucking turtle. When have you seen a sloth that wasn't in a in a zoo? You're right. Like people have turtles in their house, I've not. I guess I'm not going to the cool enough houses that have sloths in their house. But sloth, team sloth. All right, team sloth. It is. If you was trapped on an island for one full year, what three albums or mixtapes would you listen to? Um, I'm not a huge audiophile, so I'm going to take this question to promote the people that I fuck with. Go for it. Um, 
What's the parameters of the question, though? Is albums or mixtapes? Yeah. What three albums or mixtapes we listened to when you was trapped on the island um, for a year? We'll do, in no particular order, um, we'll go with the, the Nuke Franklin Play Dead. Because mm-hmm. um, he was on this show, he was on my show, and he's one, one of the, if not the most underrated rapper in Cleveland. Yeah, buddy. Um, yeah. The only thing holding him back is himself. He's mm-hmm. the dude, whenever, whenever he's ready to release the vault that he has... It's going to erupt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll pick Play Dead. No, I'm going to go Nuketown out of my Frank Franklin ones because I got some content coming out where I stumped him on some uh, lyrics out of the Nuketown. Uh-huh. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, went deep enough in his catalog that he couldn't do the uh, Know Your Own Lyrics test. So definitely him. Uh, we'll go with... Uh, what is the name of that album? Uh, Scuff Mixon, Fate Map, because I think that's the only album title that I know of him. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of singles, great uh, dudes all around, just a great musician. Right. Um, so you got to have that because we got the rap with Nuke, and then we got the kind of alternative with Scuff, but he also is in Dirty Backpack, so we'll just pretend like we're listening to that because we could only have one. Um, and three... Hmm. Is, isn't three always the hardest one? Always. Isn't that what they always say? Every time. Kind of narrowing it down to that last one, you're like, all right, I got the two out. Um I'm going to go with, uh, I'm not going to go local with this one. I'm going to go with, uh, the album name is hard. I listen to things as like songs more than albums. Um, but just about anything by Token. Um, Who's Token? Uh, dude, I'm teaching you so much. Drop the knowledge go bomb. Go ahead. Uh, if, you know, if, you don't know, if you don't know Token, you don't know rap music. Um, token? Yeah. I guess I don't. <laughs> uh, he's a, a white Jewish kid that's uh-huh. uh, 20, 21. Uh, but he's been going, uh, since he was 14 or 15, like on, on like viral levels of, uh, he's fast rap. Like if you like lyrics, you will love token. Uh, we went to see him at the grog shop, um, which is actually how I got one of my first music interviews was with Ken Archie, um, who, who opened up for him. It was one of those just, I I watched Ken Archie set and I was like, dude, you are phenomenal. Another one that just why he's not more popular. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, so like through Token, I met him, but Token is lyrical rap, uh, visual rap, and solid. So is Token from Cleveland? No, he's from Boston. Okay, okay. Yeah, I went a little bit out of the Cleveland sector, but that's, I mean, we got the two main ones. That's all you really need to know at the moment. Everybody okay. else knows who they are. Okay. Because you only gave me three, so I mean, we could go all day oh, yeah, with of course. Cleveland Everybody people. Knows but yeah, why, same too, why people don't, more people don't support local music is kind of beyond me. Um like you know, like a, a big name, like a Wiz Khalifa, like yeah, it's a cool brand, a cool image, but like to sit down with a, a Mike Miles or a Nuke Franklin, a Kip Stone, dope vibes, man. Like you, you actually get to meet the creator, the people that give a shit about what they're making. Right, like right. all of the people that I've mentioned, they make music. They don't make it to make money. Mm-hmm. They will eventually make a ton of money because they make great music, and that's what they care about. Where like people don't go out to see shows on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but like. That's your friends, man. Go right. like go meet the young people that are trying to get up so that they can be the next up and coming. I agree. Um, more people need to check out the local scene. I, I definitely agree, man. I just moved back to Cleveland and um back in what's that December thirty first to be exact, but and I, I never went to no uh no um performances out here except for one, King Zale. And when I went to his to he's a local artist, I was like, Wow, you know, this is amazing. Like this is something he really loves to do. And right there it ends when I really started getting to local artists in Cleveland specifically. 
And you're right, though. It's just great to meet them in person, too, because I listen to their music before I do the podcast show. Right. And it's like, wow, you know, the music sound dope. I'm like, I can't wait to actually meet this person. And you get to actually meet, you know, the creator of that content. And that's the best part about it. Yeah. Uh, I forget the the exact song, but there's a same thing, like you said, with the Scuff Mixon. I was listening to his discography, yeah. and he's all over the place, man. Like, he could go rap. He could go emo. He could go... Punk. I got him on Instagram, I think, um, now. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's... He, I know he follows you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scuff Mixon, when you're on this show, I got you here. Um, Colin can help. Um, but yeah, like, so I was doing my research on him on a couple of different things, and there was a few songs I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? Uh-huh. But then you meet him, yep. and you listen to the story about the song, and you're like, now I know what the fuck I was listening to, yep. and I love it. Yep. Like, just being able to... And same, too, why more people don't watch the interviews of different artists and different things, giving their take... Like and why more artists aren't recording the from this time you write start writing, everybody that I work with marketing wise, uh, yourself included, mm. you're you're already on top of it. You're yeah. vlogging, but yeah. why if you're making a project, you're making an album, why don't you have a camera set up? It's as simple as having a fucking iPhone on a tripod <laughs> and just keep it going for those little moments, so that when you do put out that end project, spend yes. a little bit more time, put together a a whole um, documentary. You're doubling your output for the same amount of time spent, give or take, because there's editing. But yeah, why, why more people don't document their journey so that you could understand the craft? Yeah. I don't get it. I was just talking to somebody about this. I was like, I feel like people should document more, a lot more. Because but... document is creating. Like that's, that's I mean, Gary Vee again. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's it's. Yeah. I say it because it. I've proven it true. Where I, you, you and I, you, you you write down a few questions. Yeah. I've I've kind of come up with a few questions yeah. and kind of go forget them, kind of remember them sometimes. Yeah, it happens. But yep. you know, like I don't plan where an interview is going. Mm-hmm. Like uh, lately, I have started doing the segments of trying to catch rappers on their own lyrics. So if you're on my show, mm-hmm. know your shit because it's your shit. You should know it. But yep. if you don't, like, because you're probably just making so much dope shit, like Nuke. I get it. Nuke is the only one that gets the free pass, though, because his music is phenomenal. He grinds, man. He told me he just he goes to the basement and just be out down there for hours locked in making music. Shadowboxing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, him and Kip are just, a, like, should be the next, you know, Eminem and Dr. Dre. Like, they will the, be. The, ne- the next duo. The way that those two could get on a track and just to individually they're giants but you put them together and it's like mount rushmore and they don't mm-hmm. need anybody else on mount rushmore like mm-hmm. they, the, the energy they feed off of and uh you know blockhead johnny and everybody that's kind of in that camp they all just are this collective unit that's so much good individually great right. when they get together right um anybody that doesn't know him check out his stuff they have a nice long interview we got some nice yep. stuff with nuke yep. and uh nuke has some stuff coming out do you know about nuke stuff coming out no nah. nuke's got some stuff when's his birthday september how good's my memory 10th check that in the record I'll say, don't quote me on it I'll um, say, that that could be wrong mid-september i'm pretty sure september 10th i might i might dig down on that mm-hmm. um but he's got a couple songs coming out on his birthday at least one maybe two um i don't know i'm, I'm not nuke so it might not be right but it's pretty close mm-hmm. and they're phenomenal um, and that's why, again, he's on that Mount Rushmore, on that desert island where, like, what he has out is great. But the stuff that's coming, you guys aren't even ready for it. Like, shit is nasty. Boom! That's the key of podcasting, too. Like, when else would I be able to have 
on my computer uh-huh. you know uh i'm not going to name drop the song title I know you, yeah, um, yeah. you know but i've got two or three on there that aren't out yet that are fucking phenomenal yep you know it's one yep. of those where you're like as not in a podcasting situation i wouldn't know about those for another two to three weeks my mind would still be blown but you're like wow right like this opened the door because i want to talk to people about doing things mm-hmm. and and that's why you should podcast Definitely. And you know, you're right though, because why I do me artists, sometimes they send me or they let me listen to some of their music they haven't dropped yet. Like, that's how it was a Mellow Exact. Like, he's a Cleveland artist as well. And he had sent me his whole EP before, like, two weeks before it came out. I was like, wow, I, have ex- I get to listen to this exclusively before it comes out. Absolutely. Uh, feel free to borrow this idea. I'm not going to say steal because I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. That's not that. It, uh, but a, a segment I've been trying to work on um, is kind of how that nuke stuff came up. of I'm trying to get with individual artists, not for the long form podcast of the who you are, or what do you do, but mm-hmm. kind of get more on the, like the behind the musics of the songs. Like mm-hmm. I've come up with the name either songs explained or discography discussions, I think is what I'm sticking with. Cause I like the double, double consonants, Right. Um, but kind of just getting that story, kind of just sit down here. You guys got the laptop, hit play, listen to the song, kind of vibe together, stop it whenever you want to stop and talk about a line or mm-hmm. kind of get that deep dive of the song. And kind of like you said, what I'm trying to do with artists, get with me on this, everybody that's got good stuff coming out, is we get together, you know, say two weeks, three weeks before it's ready to come out, listen to all this stuff. Yeah. I edit it up, get ready. Then when you release it you're, or you release a single, I re- in the same amount of time, I release my behind the music on it. Right, right. So that way everybody, both content Ooh. creators and everybody else, uh, there's no competition. Like, nope. it, it's all collaboration. Yep. If you're on the competition thing, you're a fucking fool. Uh, it's, I, that's why I'm giving him ideas. Like, he's a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. This could get him more listens because he's going to do it better than I'm going to do it. But if everybody has that idea, starts working on those ideas to work together of how can we double leverage the same content to where I could help promote your album. Right, right. But I could also promote my channel mm-hmm. all together. I got music, you got documentary, everybody wins, everybody eats. And then that builds your discography for doing more content work. Of, yeah. Look, this is my show. If you know, if, if right. you don't meet the qualifications for my show, it, there is I do do this for, for money. Mm-hmm. You know, But it's one of those that helps you build the editing skill for how do I get the behind the music. or That's the big thing for me mm-hmm. is kind of coming up with that new idea. Then how do I frame that? Then how mm-hmm. do I kind of each episode work on it? Um, that'd be real dope man. so yeah like that's something that i'm working on i got one in the books right um and kind of also you could use the in my idea too i'm using the long form to kind of work that in there mm-hmm. kind of keep that kind of like you have your question thing which i think i completely fucked up i think there's a couple Let's more keep coming. It going. we always do this keep um, it going. <laughs> but uh like that way you could in one interview in an hour or whatever you're sitting for kind of get that two or three minutes of one song kind of plan at least one right right and then use that as a marketing tool of, look, we did that one and it got 1,000 views, 500 views, 10,000 views, you know, for $1,000, $100, whatever it is to you right. to go do that for a whole album or a whole back catalog. Mm-hmm. It's a business opportunity. It's a promotion opportunity. Um, that's what I do, man. I just sit around and think Sounds of dope. different ways for everybody to make a little. Like, fuck making a killing. Like, that sounds cool. But, like, you're not going to be used to the denominations of like broke got some money whatever whatever mm-hmm. whatever 
if nobody else is eating around you, right? Why? Your environment is key, man. Everybody yeah, gotta eat. and if you like, you know, some people don't think global warming's real, but fucking global freezing of just assholes not looking out of people—that's real too. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you could just help people, like every time you could get on a show, notice I keep plugging the same couple people because those same people will do the same for me yeah. in any natural thing, and it's not like a plug. I say plug, wrong word, but like just ta- telling the audience of whenever you have a new audience. Thanks for listening about me, but I also got these other guys. You need to check out, you know, same too. uh, You asked me the top three albums I'd take on Desert Island. If you could take three guests Mm -hmm. that you've had on a Desert Island, Mm -hmm. who are you taking from your podcast? Whoa, that's a good question. Let's see. I don't know anybody out there thinking like, oh, he didn't save me, but my top three. He could only pick three out of 90, so 87 of you are fucked. Three are number one. My brother Donnie T, man, he actually he's the first ever not podcast but interview I did. So Donnie T, shout out to you, number one. Let me think. Oh, this is a tough one. Two more. I'm gonna need to spice it up a little bit. As a podcaster, I'll give you a little time to think. There, yeah. I always know I'm doing a good job when they're like, "That's not when they're like, that's a good one." Huh? But the phrase "that's another good one" or "another tough yeah. one," you're like, "All right, I'm doing my job." Yeah, cause it makes you think. Like, all right, you're like, all right, they haven't thought in this realm, so I'm coming up with new content. So, who's yep. number two and three? And number two, let me see. Probably my brother Mellow Zach. Mellow Zach could be number two, and third person. I'm gonna switch up on this one. Hmm. Who the who was the guest that I have on here? Are we taking it back to number one? Ashley, <laughs> yeah, no my three people. It'd be Donnie T, Ashley, and Mellow Exact. You know what I mean? Because Donnie T, he was like, you know, here from the beginning of my interviews. Mellow Exact, I met him. And he was a straight, this dope, cool vibes. Listen to his music. And number three is Ashley. She was here for day one with everything. So nice. They're my three people. Everybody else, y'all can all come along, but he only said three. <laughs> We don't have time for the full 87 yeah. in, in chronological. And if we did, everybody would be more mad that they're like, wow, I was at number 47 instead of number 22. <laughs> exactly. Everybody else is dope, though. Everybody else is dope. If you was on my show, you were it's dope, period. Or you wouldn't have been there. Why so. do you think all of us, I mean, myself included, I find yeah. my, I kind of am falling more into it, I think, just because yeah. I see more people do it. But why do we always apologize for leaving people out? You know what? <laughs> like, how did that become a thing? Like, Because yeah. when you were, like, in kindergarten, you didn't give a shit if you didn't invite somebody to your birthday party. Yeah. Like, you're like, no, I don't like them. They, I'm not inviting them. But now you're like, oh, there could be three or four people that are hurt that I didn't leave them in a top three out of a hundred list. Like, when did that become a thing? Man, I have no idea. I be feeling bad because I don't want them to be like, oh, man, he don't fuck with me. <laughs> that would be real. But that's probably missed my own thinking, for real. Yeah, I mean, you're not the only one, though. Everybody I do interviews with, when I ask for a top list, whether it's two, three, five, ten, they're like, oh, somebody's going to be mad at me. Uh-huh. Or, you know, like I had somebody else talk about their clip to a friend, and then they were like, hey, uh, could we take that one part out? I was like, I told you at the beginning. Like, right. I, I don't I don't really cut. Like, that's one thing about my podcast is I do kind of go edit back underneath and add some background music and stuff just to make it a little bit more pleasant yeah. for me to listen to as a listener. Yeah. But, like, if you say something on my podcast, whether unless it's completely criminally, like, you're going to get arrested because I put this out, uh-huh. like, and if you have that content, let's get that content if you want to <laughs> put that on camera. Um, but anyways, like, I don't really cut my stuff. Me either. Mine's like, just straight flowing. Like, I let you know, I do very make a concise effort to let people know when I start recording. Uh-huh. Like, because you don't want to be saying some shit and then be like, oh, fuck. We, you mean, you, we, we is live? We were live. Yeah, yeah. But, like, once you know we're live, like, you know you're on camera. Yeah. So, like, 
if I'm saying a, a, a F-bomb, I said it. Like, yeah, that's how I normally talk. Yeah. You know, it's one yeah. of those, like, I'd be more mad if a guest was like, I like cheese. <laughs> like, that's not how you talk. Like, answer the question like how you would answer the question. Just... Be yourself. Be yourself, yeah, for I, sure. I agree. That's why, why I do these podcasts, I don't edit them. I mean, of course, I, you know, put my little intro and begin all that, but you notice everything is just, it's like recorded live. Mm-hmm. I tell people from the get-go that, you know, I don't edit this. I just record it. So, like you said, you let them know we're about to start, like how I do the introduction, and then we rolling. Oh, yeah, we got Lavish Journey stickers now, y'all. <laughs> Lavish Journey. Yep. Just to do some marketing, man. Like another marketing thing you was talking about right there. Well, let, let me go into my bag. Oh, you got some stickers too? I, I, not quite, but uh, I also you, you got something to throw it up there. All right, so this not quite a sales plug. Wasn't planning on it, but it'll yeah. sound like it. So, right to the camera before we show you. So these are what I have for all of my podcasts. Oh, this is dope. Um, for those that we don't have it up there fully, fully, you could edit that in if you want. But it's got the logo up top, and then underneath there's a QR code why every musician, every artist, everybody selling any product that has a URL, any podcaster doesn't have a QR code is beyond me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have an iPhone, so it'll work. I don't think droids, because you guys are inferior. Um, I don't think it works quite as good on there, but with your iPhone, just hold up your camera straight to the QR code, and it'll take you right to the Spotify page for my podcast. Hold on, so you read this up to your regular camera? Um for your cell phone camera, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never knew that. I always thought like we need an app to read these codes. Way back when you needed to, yeah. but modern iPhones, I could guarantee iPhones because I've tested it on four or five of them, different wow. varieties. But yeah, so that that would take you straight to the podcast. So what I do with a guest is I'll have a stack of them, give right. them five, ten, twenty, depending on how many they want or whatever. Right. But then so they they could go to their camp and be like, hey, I was just on the Collins Conversation podcast. Hand them this card. All you got to do is scan this on Friday when right. it releases, Dope. and it takes you right there. Dope. So, Sweet. yeah, I, I try to get everybody that I do marketing with to utilize a QR code because right. now that iPhones just go boom, it takes the step out of, oh, go to Spotify, search for Collins Conversation, search for the you know, interview with such and such. Yeah. It's scan. You're That's right cool. at the main page. It, it's taking the steps out of telling people to do what you want them to do. You're right. Hey, I need you to go Google this or go look up on YouTube. You know what I mean? It- yeah, like the, the yeah. statement, I'm available on all podcast platforms, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that's great and all, but you're like, wait a minute. Because people, they, they like shit nice and quick nowadays. Like, come on. So I can definitely understand. Or this that. is my, my business card for just general marketing and everything okay. else. But on the back, I also have two QR codes on that. One of these is going to take you to my website. The other is going to take you right to Instagram. Right. So kind of, again, just making everybody go and also showing, you know, black and white color, just yeah. the, the range that's of different right. things that we're doing. Um because this, this guy is a marketing genius over here, y'all. Uh, so the people that aren't seeing it right up front, on the, the backside, there's all different colors. Yeah. Colors are all matching the platforms that I'm telling people to go to. YouTube's red, your Facebook dark blue, light blue. Using those things you're already familiar with before you even check the logo. Right. And then right underneath it, it tells you the username. So that is good because mm-hmm. it tells you where I'm at, where you could find me. But on the back is even better because you could scan it and go right there. This is dope, man. But yeah, so I do print materials. I do all my own cards. Um, and yeah. that came from landscaping. I would always do all my own uh, door hanger flyers. That's dope. Um, anybody that does any household service, uh, landscaping, electrical, mm-hmm. HVAC, any anything where you go to a house, the value of door hanger flyers is phenomenal. Uh, I want to say like 200... 2,500 door hanger flyers is 
300 bucks or less normally. Uh, so you're getting to just short of 3,000 houses for, you know, 300 bucks, let's say. And it physically makes them take it off of their door, mm. which anybody that knows sales, that's step one. If you're trying to sell water, put yeah. it put it in my hand. It's yeah. I have to then say, no, I don't want this and give it back opposed to like, no, I don't want that. Right, right. So it's the same thing with if you're, especially household things is door hangers, like landscaping. I would go, if I got a house right here, mm-hmm. I'd go put a door hanger, one, two, three, four, five. So everybody in that vicinity, and I would do it every week. And right. so that they would see, oh, that guy that cuts the grass over there, he always trimmed the bushes over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Like, it looks good. That's the same guy that leaves the flyer every week, which we fucking throw away all the time. Yeah. But if it eventually hits. Yep. You get one customer that sells your full three thousand flyers. Yeah, and why? Like everybody's like, oh, I gotta be on Instagram. I gotta be on Twitter. I gotta do th- all this it's digital that groundwork shit. too, man. Like groundwork is yeah. not dead. Physical <laughs> networking is not dead. No. Same like the power of a business card. Like mm-hmm. we're on film and everything else. So like guarantee you remember I was here. But if I leave a card, oh yeah, remember that time we talked to Colin about mm-hmm. all this marketing shit and yep. gave us all these tips for free. ColinCanHelp.com free tips. Yep. Um, and, and same too, that's, what's nice about being able to have a brand same, but different of the work that I do is I'm allowed to put out an article to see how does this tech technique work? Let me try to promote this in a different way. Right. And if it works, cool. I know it will use that for another company or another venture that's doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, the print materials, why aren't you people using them? That's the question. That, that groundwork is actually important. It's everybody, you know, this is the best time to do the groundwork. Why everybody's trying to merge away just to the media. Right. Groundwork people are not, you know what I mean? That's why it's, it's up for grabs in a way. That's why I say. I mean, it's just a marketing mix. Yeah, which, yeah, exactly. You know, people are throwing all of their, like, with the same thing I was telling you with the website. Yeah. Why are you going all in on Instagram? Yeah. Everybody's living for likes right now. And in major countries, likes don't exist. I don't know if you know about that. I heard about it. Yeah, uh, I know New Zealand and uh, a couple other big countries because people are so fucking soft. Mm-hmm. This is politically go, go incorrect. Go for it. Go for it. To- like, you don't even have to. I was already going for it. Yeah. It's one of those things like while on camera, let more people know about this. Yeah. Like if you're that wrapped up into, oh, man, my photo only got four likes. I put out all my boobs or put out all my muscles and I got four likes, ten likes. Oh, man, I hate myself. Why are you doing shit for other strangers' approval? Mm-hmm. And you're going to harm yourself or do not do anything for the rest of your life because of other people's approval that you don't even know. Like this the old adage of people that, you know, you're you're going into debt buying things to impress people you don't even like. Like, why? Just right. put out content because you like it. Like, if you thought your shirt was fly, who gives a fuck if they thought it wasn't? Mm-hmm. Like, or, or whatever. But, like, why a company needs to get rid of likes because... Some people can't handle it. Like, live your life for the experience and document it, but don't not live it because you're afraid of how people are going to view the documentation. Mm-hmm. Like, that I do not understand. And, I mean, it's probably going to go to all the different platforms. It'll eventually get to the Americas. It'll move to – if it works Hopefully. well there. I mean, Facebook owns Instagram, so they're going to use that data to right. to navigate that, which – it doesn't affect people like you and I, because if as long as your Instagram page is under like the business uh, classification, you still get the back end and analytics and things like that. Yeah. But it does kind of make it a little bit harder to get sponsorships, to get other things that, that as a brand looking at the lavish journey page, mm-hmm. like, all right, well, they're averaging 100 views here, 100 views there, 1,000 views hit here. Okay. 
easy opposed to you having to go to that brand and show all your back end analytics and mm-hmm. be like look i got all these views this is my demographic uh right. you want to work together like it's not the like the like the impulse of mm-hmm. yeah advertise with me right right damn like you said though man it's not you, got, you can't put too much focus into instagram and a lot of us do that so they use right i never thought about that though they do take away likes and all that it could it that's good but it could also like you said fuck up sponsors and shit by like oh well one yeah. of people come to your page but then again the analytics hopefully they keep the analytics there though yeah it's, it's not going to take away sponsorships if you're a okay. real influencer it's not going to oh, no, not, no. it's not going to take it away but it is going to add a lot of hoops to jump through mm-hmm. you know it's not just anymore them approaching you you have to be on the offense of like hey advertise with me advertise with right. me which is so awkward like i've started kind of working on that angle of it and i hate it how's that going for you man um i've, I've got a couple good tactics um my podcast is sponsored I, I host it through anchor mm-hmm. um and anchor has uh, a lot of different sponsorships things that you could read for bigger companies um almost all my episodes are sponsored by um sponsored by anchor i've had squarespace as a sponsor which is ironic because i make websites but um the other one that i've started doing is offering pre-roll ads that i would say on the audio copy and i'm leaning more towards a model of doing it with instagram as well uh you know just a little thing at the bottom sponsored by lavish journey you know Mm -hmm. content by colin can help sponsored by lavish journey or whoever um but starting low um as anything you know figuring out where the market's at i started at a dollar for 30 seconds and i moved to five dollars for a minute and then i've still been in that five to ten dollars for a minute or two type of angle um what do you mean by five dollars for ten minutes a minute so it with a pre-roll ad if Mm -hmm. you give me five dollars then I will either read whatever script that you put in front of me or you can make your own 30-second or one minute for whatever terms that we come up with. And then I'll put that on the beginning of my podcast. Okay. Kind of like with how Joe Rogan starts the beginning of his, you know, brought to you by MeUndies, brought to you by Cash App. You Mm -hmm. know, the fact that I know all of the fucking sponsors, I listen to that show way too much. That sponsorship is working on Joe Rogan. Keep paying the man because I know a lot of brands. I don't buy any of your shit, though, so I guess it's not working. Um, but yeah, kind of the same idea of, I mean, he's getting 10 plus thousand dollars for each one or two minute ads that he's saying, right, right. but that's cause he's hitting a million people. I'm hitting, you know, 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of working my way up of keeping, I want to keep a three minute block for an hour episode. Cause that's fair. Mm-hmm. You could listen or fast forward through three minutes of ads for 57 plus minutes of content. The beginning is always like that too. Yeah. And, and, the big time and with podcasts, it's great. You could keep hitting 30 second, 30 second. And if you know that I'm trying to hit that three minute mark, just go to three minutes and start the show. Yeah. But that allows me to get some more money to get more microphones, more cameras, more editing equipment, you know, go travel to different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I reinvest all of it. It's not like it's like, oh, time to go out I to dinner. Money. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. and that's the difference between an entrepreneur and a sh- show entrepreneur yeah. is when I get money from marketing, landscaping, podcasting, it's going back into what I'm trying to do. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm paying my bills. I'm getting food, things like you. that. But like more things than not like i'm not walking around with a rolex or anything because i bought a two thousand dollar computer like some people see a rolex like oh that's eight thousand dollars that's cool that backpack on your couch is eight thousand dollars laptop camera microphones things like that but everything i need to make content anywhere like after we leave here i'm going to go do a photo shoot um for a clothing store um am i a professional photographer no it's doing it go for it man but i have the equipment i've built the skills you make the connections 
And next thing you know, you knock on a door. Sometimes they open, sometimes they don't. But the more skills you have, once they open that door, you're like, oh, yeah, I could cut your grass. I could make content for your business. I could do that. I could do that. They're like, fuck, Colin does it all. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody else. And anybody I do need, he could say, oh, you need to be on a, on a show. Right. Lavish Journey. You need a plumber. Go talk to him. Like, dealing with quality has allowed me to do that, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm interested in learning. I don't just use the Internet for Netflix. The right. Internet is to meet and same too, isn't it funny how like years ago, if you met somebody off the internet and they're like, come to my house. Yeah, here, creepy. L- l- let me change that. <laughs> hey, I see what you're doing on the internet. I like what you're doing on the internet. Would you like to be on um, some film? Come down to my basement, turn two bright lights on to you. I call it the lavish journey. You Who the up? fuck is showing up to that 10 years ago? They like, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, you're like, all right, let me go through his content. Cool. Yep. I know one or two people that's been on the show. Yep. So, like, cool, whatever. Like, so I show up in your basement and I'm ready to roll. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> like, and that's where perception, it all changes. Whatever yeah. people get used to. I mean, you're like, same too. Like, I have people over to my house all the time that I've never met. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to have strangers over to hang out in your living room. Like, but with podcasting, it's, it's, kind of creates the the buffer of like hey like i'm just trying to help promote you help promote me like let's learn let's go meet something and let's put it on my house like instead of just meeting somewhere in in the middle and not having as much access to footage and lights and backgrounds and yeah man the the way that the digital age changes is crazy it does man i agree because just you know, we are friends talking about this. When it comes to actually, because I do Uber, for instance. Just like oh, 10 years ago, yeah. you wouldn't dare get in a car. Somebody has somebody get in your car. Would you, you like to give know. me a couple dollars and uh, sit in the backseat of my car? And maybe I'll kill you. Maybe I won't. But I got a thing that says Uber. Yep. So it's safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that shows you, though, with the, the digital market and digital age, period. Yeah. And, uh, did like, online dating is the other one that, like, has kind of been that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Five years ago, maybe, mm. if you said you met your wife on Tinder, you'd be like, no, you met some pussy on Tinder. Right, right. But, like, I met my wife on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's all whatever you're trying to find. Like, yeah. if you're trying to go kill somebody, you could find that on Craigslist. But if you want a free couch, there's great ones on Craigslist. Exactly. Like, everybody spends so much time blaming the internet or social media is making things so bad. It's not. It's just showing people that people, some of them are shit. And some of them have no, you know, self-esteem, so they go and show whatever they have off to try to look look at my best life. I'm going to go yeah. sit in a corner and hope I get some likes. Like, it's crazy how yeah. people look for something to blame, so they blame the Internet. The Internet just made this happen, and this is some of the best content on the Internet as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Like Gary Vee says, man, the Internet actually exposes people to what they really like to do with who they really are, for real, for real. And it's it's one of his gospels. He says it all the time because yep. it's true. Yeah. I mean, like people like it's funny too. Like, should you be looking up to a forty something year old wine salesman from New Jersey? <laughs> Again, like when you put it in different context, yeah. you're like, but then you're like, oh well, everything he says when I put it to work, like that shit works, and he doesn't ask me for any money, so that's cool. <laughs> exactly. But I also don't buy like his wine or his shoes. I have read all of his books. I I do I, I don't read many books. I've probably could put twenty okay. in my whole life, which is not something to be proud of. Kids go read books. Um, I do. I have read a wrote, 
See, I can't even figure out how to say it. I have wrote a book. Oh, that's dope. Um, it is dope, man. Go check it out. It's on Amazon. Um, What's the name of it? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, it's a study guide. Um, and I did it because at the time I was working with uh, working with authors, and right. you know, Amazon KDP is a really big thing with the self publishers, and it's a lot easier to get work as a marketer from somebody that self publishes opposed to somebody that already has a publisher because they're supposed to be doing what right, I do. Right, right. So I, I would be I was in all these groups of. Uh, Facebook groups of writers and authors and kind of just doing my like not total spammy but kind of spammy like oh hey saw that you have a Wix website or a Squarespace like mm-hmm. how, how about you do this so that you could do this just giving that free information that jab 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 right and uh, I was like you know like I don't know about the process like I know that they do it all but like it would help me market myself to them if I could say I've gone through that process too. So in that same time, I just passed all the Google Analytics certifications. There's four or five of them. It takes a weekend to go through all the content and be certified in it. Mm-hmm. And again, just trying to build my bag of I'm. I know I know how to do all the marketing, but opposed, I mean, I just have a degree from Lakeland. It's mm-hmm. not like it's MIT. You right, know what I mean? Right, so right. like just to show, like get that extra bit of credentials. I've got the YouTube certifications or Google certifications to say, hey. I know what I'm talking about. Like, right. it's not just jibber-jabber. So I wrote a study guide on all that, and I designed... Like, it's only, like, fuck, like five pages or something. It's not big, but, again, I wanted to learn the process, see the time involved, and get the things. I mean, I've sold 55 copies, 54 copies, mm. um, just this year. That's I, dope. I, I don't promote it. It's just um, sold, though, man. That's yeah. so good. And that's just kind of my whole philosophy of, if you think you can, give it a shot. I thought I could run a marathon. I finished it. Marathons, I always went in with the rules of finish it. Don't be dead last. Don't hurt yourself. And then my second marathon, I think it was the Cleveland Marathon, I saw this lady shit herself, Mm -hmm. which apparently is a big thing in racing. Like a common thing is like, yeah, like professional and like competitive runners. It's like a common thing that within a race, somebody's going to shit themselves. Do you shit yourself? I did never shit myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but after I saw that happen, instead of having three rules, I mm-hmm. came up with fourth, do not shit yourself. Right, right, and right. And this, this lady, I mean, like, I was ready to puke and quit running just because I saw it. She kept running. Oh, shit. And that was on mile, like, six of 26, man. I don't know if she finished. I don't know what happened to that lady. I don't know your name. I would say it if I knew it because that's a hell of a story, not to know the main character, too. Right. But, yeah, that was the thing. And then same, too, like, kind of where I was going with that is I thought I could write a book. I wrote one. Like, it's not a novel. Like, I don't read novels, so I don't know, but I do read study guides and things like I thought of it as if you want to get rich, you solve a need. Mm -hmm. So here's an idea. Instead of having to watch a weekend's worth of content like I did, it's pretty much the spark notes for the Google test. Right, right. Each statement is the answer to a question. Wink, wink, if you get it. So, Mm -hmm. like, it'll give you all the answers. So, like, to me, that was the way of getting around going through that process was I'll just create a study guide. You could buy it. I don't know, it's like two or three bucks, like impulse buy money, not like a whole bunch of money. It's not a lot of content. Right. And it's it's sold. And uh, with Amazon KDP, I think I get, I don't know, 40% or, I mean, it's a fraction. It might be more than that. But right. like to me, honestly, though, when I get those or I'm in the Amazon Associates program to where if uh, people click my links for the, and buy it through Amazon, I make money, little tiny things like that. But it's those pennies that you get from that or the pennies from the podcast ad that are better than the $1,000 check I got for a job I did the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know people found it, they bought it, they didn't give me a one-star review, so it was halfway decent. 
and it's getting me on the right track or same with the photo shoot I'm going to today. I'm going to take more screw ups than I do great ones. But as long as I come up with five or six great ones, I've won. That's how it always is doing uh, photography. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those, like yeah. you gotta, as the editor, you're like, dude, you have no idea how long it takes to go through all these things. But mm -hmm. like, I've taught myself enough about the different exposures, the different lenses that I have, the different angles already to where I just need to get a little bit more tools, different lights and different things like that to kind of like hone in what I'm trying to do. But I mean, you're working with natural light and everything else. It's that organic feel of like, it's a quality photo. Right. It'll right. work to sell a fucking t-shirt guarantee. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> if, you know, if your t-shirt's halfway decent, like I reverse engineer what I see in these ads well enough to where you're like, let's do it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, I respect it, man. That's when you come to photography and all that stuff. You just got to do shit. Absolutely. And bro. that's life. Just do that's it. That's life. Just literally just do it. And, um, just keep it going, perfecting it. And that's how I started with photography. I'm not a photographer, y'all, by the way, but I, I did photography. And people actually started booking me for parties. And I'm like, I'm not a photographer for real. But I, like you said, I just would go right. and just do it and send them the top ones I think that look great. And they will love them every time. Every time. And it's it, like, wow. Opportunity knocked. You almost didn't answer the door. You're like, I'm, I'm not interested. Oh, did you say you have pizza? Okay. Yep. Yeah. You know, kind of you're like, all right, I, I could do it. Yeah. That's I don't know how many different jobs. I mean, I've painted basements. I'm not a painter. Um, I've cleaned. I clean gutters to a few of my landscape clients. I don't clean gutters. Right. You know, I, I've done different handyman things or different content angles. No idea how to do it going into it. Right. Right. But with enough confidence and knowing how to find resources, you, you know how to use like YouTube and Google, owned by the same company, the biggest resources in the world to learn anything, and they're fucking free. Mm-hmm. Like. Say that you could do it. Learn how to give yourself a couple days. Like, don't say that you could go do somebody's like wedding and then not take no at least a little bit of week to do practice shots and learn different things. Like, but don't not take the opportunity. Give them forewarning. I'm not a professional. I do that. Thing. You might want to go get a professional, but I'm also not three, four, five, six thousand dollars for the day. Mm -hmm. Like, we got married uh, this April, uh, April twentieth oh, this year. Um, not even divorced yet. We're doing good, honey. Uh, but I couldn't fucking at all think giving a dude two or three, four thousand dollars were the quotes we were getting to come to my party, uh -huh. be creepy and fucking take photos of everybody I know, eat my food, drink my booze, and uh -huh. then me give you two or three thousand. Right, right. Like good for you, and you get it. That's great. I'm mm -hmm. not knocking the hustle, but for me, that's just outlandish just mm -hmm. to give that much money to somebody for a day's work and i get it there's a lot of photo yeah, editing yeah. and I've, i get what's behind it but we got really lucky uh another content creator to check out is jeremiah craig um i always promote jeremiah craig because he's amazing uh he he's what every musician needs to figure out how to do in 2019 mm -hmm. he's a folk singer how popular are folk singers not very yeah i know jeremiah craig and then it goes like bob dylan in my brain and that's like 1960s you know, like there's not many of them, but to get work playing his music and doing things, he has content shows where, uh, what's the name? Break Room Balladeer. So he'll go meet with a small to medium sized business. And then um, part of the thing is he plays a show for everybody that works there. Mm -hmm. But he also goes in and does like the daily vlog and gets a lot of different footage of talking and interviewing the, the heads ups and different things like that. He also has Expressway Balladeer for when he's on tour. He goes different bus stops and things like that, does that every almost every day, I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Mm. Um, he has this show called Coffee and Music. 
Starts early in the morning. Brilliant how he does it. One day is Twitter. One day is YouTube. One day is Instagram Live. Like he live streams on all the different mm. things with a almost daily, at least three or four times a week. Right. Um, but coffee gets to the coffee market. Everybody, and you know, coffee. It's the morning routine. Also music. Let me play a song. Some of my own music. Some of everybody else's music. Live performance every day and you know to go look for them. So he's finding different ways. He also, on his website, in a lot of my stuff I use, he has royalty-free instrumentals that he made, recorded, put on his website for free. Mm -hmm. But to use them, you have to give credit, Jeremiah Craig, blah, blah, blah. So he's finding a way to get his own custom music into all these different angles. And he, he recently became huge on YouTube with fucking cowboy boots. He makes cowboy boots... It, interesting hey, yeah i was saying hey it like was, it I, I don't own any i'm not going to own any right. but i'll watch his boot content all the time and uh he's getting sponsors and people send him boots and a lot of his content he goes into a boot store all of you can do that go in if you if, even if it's not boots you like nikes right go into a shoe department go into all these places that have the wide selection Ask, he asked the manager, hey, can I film a review here? You know, give your store a shout out, kind of interview one of the, the workers normally. You know, get let me have you tell your story. I'll do that for you, edit it up. And then he then goes and reviews hundreds of dollars of boots that he doesn't have to buy. Mm-hmm. Sets it up in the store that's already themed for boots and everything. And he's getting thousands of views on every boot show. Wow. And the guy loves music and he loves boots. So what's he doing? He's making fucking videos about music and boots. Mm-hmm. Because he has skills and he's he's marketable and we had him for our wedding as the videographer. Same like oh, you, oh, that's good. same like you said. We weren't worried about having photos. We wanted video. Yeah. Like, how many times do people, old married couples, go out and look at their whatever? But if every year it pops up and all these other videos come yeah. up, but he also did a lot of photos, a couple hundred yeah. of them. But like, I knew for a fact he wasn't a photographer. I knew for a fact he could make fucking cowboy boots interesting on video. And I knew for a fact I didn't have to give him $3,000 to come for my wedding. Like, right. luckily, I, we had a, a, a nice little partnership with the different 30-client type things. But, like, I got a discounted rate and got great wedding footage, all because I trusted a dude that said, I think I could do it. <laughs> That's all I taste, though. Yeah. You know, you give I'm people the chance. It. Right. Damn. You know? You gave me so much different perspective on that, because that's true. Yeah, for people sure. Because gave me a chance, man. And because me personally, I, I couldn't spend no $3,000 on a photographer. Mm. Hey, I'd be there myself, take, <laughs> you know, using a cell phone doing, no, before we, doing we, that. No, we fed like 80 people on, I don't know, three dollars $400 worth of food. You're like, wow, if I could get all these people fed for $400, <laughs> you mean I got to give you 3000 for photos? Yeah, no. and that's true. But if you do need a wedding photographer, Kat Killinger, check out the episode with her. Or Josh Dobe also does wedding photos from the Colin, uh, Collins Conversations alumni. Oh. So uh, something I started to, uh, you might want to try to th- get into, is I started a Facebook group mm-hmm. for the guests of my show. Okay. Kind of as like the referral network, the, the Collins Conversation alumni, I think is what I called it. Kind of like, you guys are all on this show, I help promote you. You know, all you, you you know the feedback that comes from it. Help promote the other people's things. Like, put your own stuff in here if you want all these other people that were on the show to share so that it, you're building that community, not only the listener community, but using it as a way to also build your uh, internal community. You know, like, it's just you. But, like, if think of all the musicians that you've had, all the professionals that you have. Like, if all of those guys could look on each other and say, hey, I need a beat that sounds like this, or, hey, I need a videographer that does 
whatever and you have that common bond we've all been on the show we've all been in the basement like right it opens open the doors that's what it's all about opening doors i can't agree anymore man and open free doors like the facebook group it's free so like if it pops off cool if it doesn't how much time are you spending on it you know right, like right i don't have a facebook i have like a page but i don't have a group though i see a, a lot of actually brands do have groups i noticed because groups get higher organic reach than uh, especially a company post or it goes groups personal company hmm. if you pay then you move up to around personal but and people give them shit for that like you use it for free i've been using it for free since like 2005 2006 when it came out okay so groups is free yeah gr groups you don't have to pay to start mm -hmm. you, it's just like setting up a personal page you put a little cover you put your profile picture you make some rules you could even make it like inclusionary to where like you have to ask to join um but you're if you're in a group unless you tell facebook not to show your group content it's showing up i don't know the number five ten times more than if i post the same thing on my personal page it's posting right. up 20 times more these aren't actual numbers but to give you the feel than if i put it on my company page wow. like facebook.com slash colin can help the same thing that I put there, uh, say it'll get 50 impressions, five likes. Right. If I put it on my personal page, which is way less, it's like a tenth of the following because oh, I don't yeah. use it often, mm -hmm. it'll still get about the same. If I put it in a group, half the group will see it. So when it comes to, is your group closed? Kind of some are closed um, and some are open. That one I, I, I did close because I only wanted to be like Within, my people yeah, but yeah. then i also have a colin what is it colin's colin can help creators network which is the same idea and that's mm -hmm. anybody that wants to be in that okay they still have to like request and i say okay just so i like kind of go through and make sure it's nothing like you know just yeah, bot pages kind of just spam pages type things but again the whole idea is if you post something everybody is instructed to repost it does it work all the time no but does it work and get different connections? Like I ended up making a book cover for a guy, mm -hmm. a couple book covers, I think, uh, for a guy that was in the group. He posted this like hand-drawn cover. He's like, oh, you know, my books aren't selling. And I was like, that's fucking why. Because uh, you do judge a book by its cover. If it's a book, you judge yeah. it by the spine yeah, and you, you judge do. it by the cover. Yeah. That's how you open it. Otherwise, it's just a blank who knows. Like... That's the stupidest expression, anyways. I'm big on words that don't make sense. That one doesn't. I'll be real. I mean, like for some situations, I see people mean, but let's be real. Like well, if it, I look at a book, I look at and, the cover, and, and with within that too, more people should put more money into designing the spine than the actual front. Because like you go through a library or a bookstore, how many things are fronted? I, I came up with the True. idea for a, a couple authors, and none of them have taken this. So somebody take this, so I could see it one day. On, on the spine, sure. just say, "Open this fucking book. You'll love it." Mm -hmm. That has my attention, and some bright red or something like that, opposed to like Jay Mayfield, the blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> That's true, though, man. Because you, I have yet to ever get a book by just seeing the front of it. Yeah, you're gonna you're you gonna check you're gonna check all that they did on the outside, like the packaging of anything is important but the right. packaging of a book is its cover mm. and that's how you're getting into the you know if it's a sh and like you'll see if, as you go through a library especially like they just use templates like these big publisher plays like yeah. they just kind of change the font but like it's all the same thing they figured out what they think works but like just say something outlandish and say hey hey look at me like yeah, something bro, like that you're like bro. what is this about like that's how you catch people attention like huh what's that it's different than everybody else's for sure wow yeah, man. Man, you just gave us like a billion dollars a game, bro. That's what I do, man. Colin can help.
Yeah. So where can they find you at, bro? Um, oh, everywhere, shit. pretty much. I hope. If I'm not there, let me know. Um, so I could be there. Uh, the main places. Uh, if you're looking for marketing, um, I make shirts. I make flyers. I make websites. Like if you could make it, check with me before you check with a lot of different places. Um, like even like the cards that I showed off here. Um, I have a broker account with Vistaprint, with Hot Cards, with a couple different other print manufacturers. So the same quality that you would get with, say, a Vistaprint card, any Vistaprint product, I could get you the same thing uploaded through my account and get it to you cheaper. Um, so all of those type of things, Colin can help. Actually, services.colincanhelp.com, still kind of under construction because I'm dealing with helping everybody else with their stuff opposed to mine. That's kind of the hard thing of being the web designer is your right. shit should really be spot on, but you're like, I'm spending all this time helping everybody else, which is great for me. Yeah. But then you look at some things on my website, you're like, yeah, I know that doesn't work. I know yeah, I should get to it. Takes time. You know, like yeah. I, I would rather help my clients than help my own. My own brand is slowly building itself fine. Mm -hmm. um, but ColinCanHelp.com, if you like marketing articles, business articles, um, anything that I do on the podcast can be found there. Podcast is the big thing that I've really pushed. That's Colin's Conversations. I use my name and everything because it's just me. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of emphasizing like I am I am the one-man show. I am the jack of all trades. Um, close. Get in there. There's, still, there's still a few trades. Like I'm not fucking with electrical. Keep that trade to yourself. Um, but Colin can help everywhere. Colin's Conversations everywhere. Um, I reply. I give a lot of information, as you can see from the podcast. It flows, it flows through me through a fucking river. Um, and like I said earlier with the websites, what I like to do is if you want to learn, I want to help you learn. If you have the budget that you just want somebody to do it for you and just say, nope, I'm that guy that you hire. Um, and then finding that balance between helping those that don't have it because where a lot of people fuck themselves is you might not have the marketing budget to mess with me. Like it's most – my lowest budget is $1,000 a month. A lot of people hear that and they're like – no, I don't got it. But if I keep giving you free tips throughout the way, you see they work, you use them, they hit on it, and you build a little bit of buzz, I'll work with you on smaller pieces of it to where it's not that $1,000 minimum with the, the long-term goal. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep coming back to me because it's working, because it's an easy relationship and I'm teaching. Like I didn't mention earlier, I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. I failed fucking. I, I'm so bad at college math, college algebra. You win. Nice. Um, so then I went into business math because it was easy to do. Started businesses instead of going to school. But I wanted to build patios and stuff during the summer and do big landscaping projects in the summer while I taught like elementary school gym. That would have been just to teach kids how to play basketball and right. baseball and kickball. Like, what better gig could there be than that? Mm -hmm. but that didn't work. So then now I learned through my 10 years of doing everything how to do all these skills. Teach you, teach him, teach them. And if you want to learn, let's learn. If you want to just hire, then I'm hireable. You know, so just learning the freelance market and doing it all under the brand of Colin Can Help. Sounds good, man. Yeah. I got one more grand finale question for you, though. What makes a great life? Self-control and doing what you want. Mm -hmm. Trying to framework that a little bit. Um, I have a great life because I've been self-employed for the majority of my adult life. Like I worked a bunch of jobs. I've worked every job from like 14 to 20. Um, but I don't know. When my stepdaughter's... Every other week when she's at our house, I'll wake up on an alarm clock to make sure she gets to school. But other than that, I don't use an alarm clock Good. hardly ever. 
Um, I start my day early, but right. like on my own natural clock. Uh, if I don't like who I work for, fuck them. I don't work for them anymore. Yeah. I, I don't go to a job. This was a thing that I've been working on trying to get a decent article. I, I haven't figured it out yet. But people go to a job 40 hours a week pretending to be somebody that they're not. How can that be good for your social well-being? Like we're worried about Facebook likes, mm-hmm. but you're going to a place for 40 or more hours of a week not wearing what you want to wear, not saying what you want to say, not doing and acting how you want, not being able to leave when you want. If you're sick, you still feel obligated to go. How the fuck is that mentally healthy? Where me, I work harder than anybody with a job. I have to. Like, I'll, I'll do this, I'll go do the photo shoot, then I still have to go fix a lawnmower so that's ready for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, keeping myself immersed... But I love what I do because it creates the freedom to where if I want to work really, really hard for three days, I could take the next three days off. Right, right. And having that accountability, but yet not recklessness, but like freedom. And that's, I mean, the the long answer is a great life is as much freedom as you can afford. That's a better cut that in the beginning. Um, So, yeah, like. Living within your means, but living and t- giving yourselves the luxury to not have to do the shit you don't want to do is a great life. I agree, man. I agree so much. That's what it's all about is, you know, doing what you love to do, being free, you know. And because me personally, I don't work a nine to five. I do Uber and right. I, I put I invest my money into this. And now I'm finding ways, you know, to get more income throughout the journey. Because I refuse to go somewhere and be told what to do. You know, I'm not trying to sound arrogant and shit, but let's be real. Like you say, I wake up my own natural time. I go, I, I get my money and everything, and I put my time into this and my other creativity. And that makes me happier than sitting at a job making 60 k a year or whatever amount a year, but being miserable, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's another, again, like yeah. we're broken records on the Gary Vee references. Yeah. But the thing that he's been pushing lately is that whole, you know, the people that are millionaires, like, some people, that is what will make them happy if they just yeah. love to shop and they just need the money. But the reason to not make as much, because I'm like you, think of all the skills I just listed, how mm-hmm. much I could have just charged for a consultation. Exactly. But I'd rather be happy and not work. Because, again, I, I turned down work from both landscaping and marketing. There was earlier this year, I really should have taken this gig um, doing marketing. Could have made at least 50 plus thousand from these clients mm. and i say that with next to no money in my pocket at the moment because i'm waiting on everybody else that owes me money to pay me mm. so in hindsight you're like i should have taken that but I, I wouldn't have had the control that i wanted for creative yep. and i would have had to have two different bosses for that one account which is never a good thing you want one boss per account so that there's no like he said she said and his vision his vision my vision too many visions one no more than two but I took that no thank you instead of thank you because I knew that that money would not have helped Mm -hmm. because I would have been spending that much more money on getting fucked up at the end of every night or getaways because I hated what I was trying to create opposed to saying, let's revisit this some other time at the moment. It's not, not good. Right. So I'd rather go through that journey and struggle more to learn more than to, like you said, the payday, it doesn't matter if you're making 20000 a year, mm-hmm. fifty. It's just finding how much you need to spend on a daily basis 
to get the things you like. Like I drink way too much throwback Mountain Dew. Throwback Mountain Dew, sponsor me. Mm-hmm. Sponsor my diabetes that'll be here eventually because your product is deliciously sugary. But I know that that's 324 I spend on that every day. I know rent is X amount of dollars a day. Right. Like So if say if your daily expenses, every day you need $100. You just find need to find a way to go make a hundred and two dollars every day. Exactly, because then you have two dollars to fucking throw away into savings or whatever. But right. you're covering every day, and then you you've lived life at the, how you should live life. Yeah. Or in the scu- words of the Scuff Mixing that interview, uh, do things, make music, and fuck shit up politely. Yeah. That's the best quote I've got from my whole po- podcast: is fuck shit up politely. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't want to be arrogant. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to be like. You know, I'm not gonna take everybody's shit. That shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm gonna do what I want, but I'm not gonna fuck up your your house to do it. Right, right. You know, I like that. Fuck shit, <laughs> fuck shit up politely. Fuck shit up politely, scuff. Get those on shirts before I say it too much, oh, and somebody yeah. else takes it. Yeah, he should go trademark that instantly, man. Um, before we get off the show, go I need it. you to let at the viewers know that Scuff Mixon's gonna be on this show in the next future. Scuff Mixums will be on this show very soon. Got him. Colin can help. Yep. Thank, thank you, sir. Hey, it's happening, man. It's happening. To, actually, 2019, y'all, it's going to happen. We documented right here. Got it on the record. Hey, but I have to appreciate you for coming on the show today, bro. Real in, good vibe. Anytime, man. man. I'm sure we'll do it again. We'll actually have you on my set one of these days. Let's get it. We'll, we'll do the same thing, minus the headphones. And we have, we got a couch, not a backdrop. We're working on backdrop. That's coming soon. How'd you pick this backdrop? Man, honestly, I used to use that backdrop right there. And I had left that out in my apartment in Toledo. I was like, oh, my God, I need a backdrop. I have a podcast in two days. So I was went on Amazon, typed in tapestries, and nice. I just, this is the first one that popped up. Well, one or two that popped up. And I was like, get it. It can Got be it. here one day, that one day shipping. I was like, get it. Excellent. When it picked it up, and that was it. Everybody stop <laughs> hating on Amazon. Amazon is amazing. Yeah, man. I love Amazon. Like, when Jeff Bezos dies, fuck Amazon. But, like, that dude built it from a nothing bookstore in 94, 96. Yeah. To they have a grocery store. They have everything now. Everything. And, like, they did it based off customer service. Mm-hmm. Just help people. That's what we've been saying the whole episode. Just yeah. help people, right your wrongs, and listen to this podcast when it comes out. For sure. I appreciate Sweet. you, man. Well, you about to get it. Ladies and boys and girls, thank you for watching. Oh, listen, ah, fucked up, y'all. It happens. Ladies and boys and girls, thank you for watching our Listen Lives Virginia podcast, where we create, inspire, and spread greatness. We out of here. I was standing like a motherfucker. Let's uh, pose for a picture real quick. Are you, oh, you already hip. We good.